here we are part two part two part two the of, saga continues i know right <laughs> seriously i uh, hope you guys enjoyed part one yeah uh, i know i did if this uh, is uh the first time you're hearing of any of this you might want to go back to the previous yeah. episode start with part one yep part Think one will make part a lot two. more sense yes totally <laughs> totally make more sense uh, but yeah but part two of our interview with Corey wilkinson yeah. uh euro motorcycles call it fly the chair flying the chair two. yeah part two so the sequel the sequel <laughs> um, <laughs> the prophecy yes but uh so yeah uh we'll have that uh, before we get too far we gotta get yeah. to our uh, solicity cloud solicity cloud and uh the, we talk about them every episode and i don't know if it's coming across in these recordings how much they really did improve our website oh yeah i mean our website went from I mean, it was nothing. Zero to hero. Yeah, zero to hero. That's a great way of saying <laughs> it. And that's what they're they're here for. They're they're a web solutions company. So if you have a website that's just not doing it, or you don't have a website at all, and you know you need one, um, they're going to be the people to help. Exactly. So solicitycloud.com. And like I said, if you need any proof that they know what they're doing, check out gontrippinpodcast.com. They're awesome. all up, all up in there. Yep. No, they're definitely good. And uh, if you have a website, check them out. Yeah. And see what they can do for you. Because everybody's got a website. They make everything with love. Everything so, with love. Yeah. But now to the episode, part two of Flying the Chair. I am gone tripping. That's, Dude, that's like that biker culture, too. Yeah. I mean, like, you guys are always, if, if there's a bike on the side of the road and... You know, and I know if it's like a group or something, like, of course, everybody's going to pull over. But I always see bikers pull off to help each yep. other and stuff like that. I love that part about the culture. Other and, right. stuff. and, you know, funny with the, as they've mentioned about being like a, the friendliest motorcycle on the planet, I, we've experienced that. You know, we've ridden bikes from all makes and models mm. uh, and the Ural of all the bikes that we've been on. You will get waves from Harley Davidson guys and sport bike guys yeah. and all kinds of people and they appreciate it. they'll stop and take a picture and you know we've been we've been to races and places like that and there'll be a $60,000 custom chopper and the Ural crowd, you know, and it's like, a, we'll want to ask about, is this older or a, <laughs> they still make these, that kind of thing. Well, it's funny, like, I don't know, like when Ren, you, when you started looking into the Ural, had you seen them in moto culture around you before or what was the point where you first heard about it you know i'm, I'm trying to think uh, remember back to what the um i think i might have been trying to look for another scooter <laughs> to be honest with you um because yeah. uh i i got rid of my scooter and i was like oh you know what it'd be right um yeah, but if you looked up like you know bigger scooter with yeah. a little bit better storage, you know. Well, you'd <laughs> well I think I think what I I was looking at Craigslist and I think I like typed in motorcycle to see what would come up too, because I was looking. My friend had a uh, oh man, I think it was a Yamaha something. It was it was a small motorcycle. It wasn't you know a Harley. Uh, mm-hmm. And I was like, oh maybe I should do something like that. You know, save on some gas and sure. and get around. It's just me. And so I was looking at that kind of that aspect and I came across the Ural and I was like, oh my goodness, that's what I want. Cause like I, I grew up in the wrong era uh, <laughs> yeah. and, uh, but yeah, so like that, that's where it started. And, and so when I saw, you know, one on Craigslist and that was like the 64 one, I started looking into it and I'm like, oh, they have newer ones and the newer ones looked newer. Like they yeah. looked, had the same vintage look to yeah. them. But they were just, you know, when I did my research, it was like, okay, so the, it's the '60s is a '60 bike, '60s bike. This is a '2000s bike. Mm-hmm. Uh, just 
with the cool, it'd be like getting a muscle car and have it just revamped to be, you know, with today's technology. Um, right. And, and so that's, so that's what really got me excited about it. And it's funny because, and I think that's, that's really the thing too with that vintage is I think vintage, I don't think there's anybody who doesn't like vintage. Um, <laughs> and, 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 and like you, um, there's certain eras where it's just like, yeah, they're never going to be able to me, the best car out there. It's my dream car. And I get made fun of by people who's like, that's your dream car. And this was kind of giving you an idea of, you know, I am a family guy. I like to go do <laughs> stuff with people is, you know, most people it's like, Oh, I want this Corvette. Um, my, my dream car is a Jeep grand Wagoneer Woody, uh, sure. 1989, 1990. And I actually own an 89 for a while and I sold it and I, I'm um. been cry, I cry myself to sleep some nights that I sold it. <laughs> but, uh, in, uh, in Disneyland, there was a, uh, Woody wagon yeah. that was done like Woody from toy story. Right. Uh, and I took a picture of it for you. Oh, I'll nice. show you after Thank the, you. the I, show. We'll put that on the, on the blog too. <laughs> there you go. But yeah, like, and, and so, um, but, uh, I replaced that with a 1984 Chrysler LeBaron, uh, wagon, uh, you know, straight out of, uh, the, um, uh, what do you call them? National Lampoon's oh, uh, right. vacation movies. Right. Uh, and I had that thing and, um, <laughs> that car was awesome. <laughs> the, those cars in the early eighties or in the eighties, they, they floated and it was awesome. It smooth rides. Yeah. But, uh, um, I, I saw this thing and I had it and, and, uh, I, I was like, man, I want to get a canoe because I think like a canoe and just drive around with a canoe on top of this car. Cause it's awesome. <laughs> but then I can go take it camping and, and just have that, like feel like I'm back in the eighties. Mm-hmm. And so I actually uh, got a canoe. Um, and uh, a friend of mine was like, Oh, we have one. We haven't used it for 12 years. So we, we went on a camping trip with it. Um, and then his dad's like, you just keep it. So nice. <laughs> yeah, but I took it out on a lot of trips and every time I took that thing out, I already got a bunch of looks with just the thing, but I put that canoe on there and people would like flag me down to take pictures <laughs> um, and give me thumbs up. Like I, I'm sitting there cruising uh, one time and got the canoe on top and I'm driving home on the freeway and, uh, <laughs> you know, out in the desert of Southern Idaho I can't imagine. Uh, and, you know, just kind of like lost in my thoughts as I'm cruising along. And, uh, all of a sudden I, I, you know, you feel like you're being watched and I, I look over and there's this nice, uh, like Honda pilot. And the mom has her camera out. Everybody's looking at me through the thing, and they're taking a picture. <laughs> and I'm just yeah. like, "Hey, like," <laughs> but and that's I imagine that's there somewhere. Yeah, and I imagine that's the same thing as a Ur- a Ural owner. You're an instant celebrity, right? Um, oh, it's a, that's a that's the perfect example of what they <laughs> have. You guys heard, uh, seen the term UDF? UDF it's Ural delay factor. Oh. <laughs> when you when you are at a gas station or if we go to the hardware store, I'll come out of the hardware store and there'll be two or three people waiting to talk about the. <laughs> yeah. If you go to a gas station and you are in a hurry to get to a meeting or something like that, well, you might be late because, yeah. <laughs> you know, I've been there and the guy that's actually in the big semi that's pumping gas into the ground comes over and talks about it, you know. And oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> it is one of those things. It's, it's interesting how much of, a, of an icebreaker it is. And how, like to us, it seems common. It's part of our lifestyle. We commute to work on them and we go on adventures with them. But it's, there's somebody every single day discovering them for the first time. And oh, yeah. Just like on the highway. I mean, you almost, we have to tell ourselves to be careful not to parade wave to everyone because we're going to run into somebody in front of us or whatever. But <laughs> sure. it doesn't matter if, you, if it's an eight year old or an 80 year old. 
people are waving. Uh, my brother will put his Jack Russell Terrier in the sidecar and forget it. You That's know, he so can't cool. move down the city streets because people are getting out trying to take pictures. And like that. <laughs> That's and awesome. To me, yeah, we love that. I mean, we're we're motorcycle guys, and we want to see the motorcycle industry succeed. Yeah. And this is one of those things where it is it does unify. I mean, it's a the Ural crowd alone is an interesting bunch. They're creative people a lot of times they're animated they would love to talk about their motorcycle to bystanders all day long um but i think that's a good testimony for like when you said something about like people liking vintage things well i think we like vintage things that survived from then to today oh yeah you could probably find um uh some cars back in the 80s (laughs) (laughs) laugh at and wonder why it was even designed right like the delorean would not be around if it wasn't for back to the future i know the the gremlin (laughs) um (laughs) there's there's, there's like cool factors or there's elements to them that um tug at our nostalgia or that we remember our dads driving these things or whatever that might be you know or i'm gonna buy a car because well like for example the charger from Mm. back then to today uh, yeah they they keep some of those lines that get your blood pumping. Yeah, you know, and that absolutely. They, they intentionally make it an homage with modern day performance upgrades. You know, right. better air conditioning, power steering, all those. Yeah, kinds yeah. Of things. I want, I want the, I want 2018 safety. Well, <laughs> well, and the yeah. the Ford Bronco is a perfect example. Uh, you know, the 60s, 70s Bronco was oh, just a classic car. Uh, and then the '90s, they like ruined it, <laughs> and and they've come back out with it again. They've put those lines, like you said. There's just those lines that they put into the design of the body, mm-hmm. and it's like okay, it gives me that vintage look with that updated look to it. And right. um, I, I think for the Ural, it's actually they've actually done better at retaining some of the old. Like you could take a picture <laughs> of you and your kids and make it sepia tone, and people might think it was actually from. <laughs> yeah. Different- era but the and the neat thing about it is is we still like riding motorcycles that have a lot of metal on them yeah yeah you know you can you can go hit the sidecar with your knuckles and it's dong you know it's not <laughs> like it's a a plastic or like, like my scooter or, my scooter had a lot of plastic chip missing right exactly <laughs> or rattles and things like that you know this this is a a tough a uh, i mean it's still a tank i mean it's a strong like our kids <clears throat> If your listeners have a chance, you know, you guys have seen the How to Ride a Motorcycle Sidecar video we made. But we yeah. made another one that's about how to um, Get have passengers and safely yeah. how to tell them where to <clears throat> put your hands and how to sit and how to anticipate being a passenger. And in that video, at the closing credits, the kids are walking on top of the of the sidecar, <laughs> stepping on top of the trunk, stepping on top of the sidecar tub, up on the seat, on the gas tank. I mean there's a lot of motorcycles from today that you wouldn't want them stepping on. Yeah. <laughs> right. They'll break there's, it off. There's yeah. cars you wouldn't want them doing that with. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, and, and, that, and that's the thing that's fun. Cause you watch I watched that kid one. I, and the soccer one, I mean, you're kicking it right into the sidecar. Yeah, right. And, and no, no problems. Uh, no, you guys are standing nothing. on it, all these different things. Right. And, and those are things that are, I think important with that's, I think that's one of the reasons why vintage is so, cause like, you can have vintage stuff that lasts 40, 50 years. Today's stuff is the Walmart era where it's just like, oh, I'm done with it. You throw it away. You go to Walmart and you buy a new one. Uh, ice cream makers. Um, <laughs> yeah, they're all disposable. Basically. They're all disposable these days, right. except for, you know, you go find one for a couple hundred bucks. Uh, and those are the ones that uh, are have that vintage 
feel to them to where they're made with they're made with real cast iron so they're not going to just fall apart where uh now it's like i'm gonna go sorry i like ice cream (laughs) my dad was a chemistry teacher we made a lot of homemade ice cream and he had a lot of homemade ice cream makers and there's a difference between a a plastic uh insert that goes around and a one that's cast iron and wood right and there's like certain things they definitely you know oh well this used to be made out of asbestos so we stopped doing that (laughs) yeah but you know there's certain things i want the modern eye to to be on but i mean they just got certain things right and now we make things to to fail yeah eventually well well, and and that's the thing with the ural like you brought up the they've made it very the 1964 one that i was looking at um that was on the portland craigslist it didn't look any different like i could not tell you like oh this one's way different maybe some decals but that's about it and um but then you could tell like when i was doing the research like okay now, like uh, you're just talking about the uh, fuel injection system they put in starting in 2014, like those things that are going to make the bike better, <clears throat> but they didn't mess with the body to the point where it's like, you're like, oh, is that a Ural or is that a, you know, yeah. Honda? Like, um, and I, yeah, they haven't changed the Tims really yeah. in a long time. And yeah. And they shouldn't, I, I, I you yeah. know, make sure that gets back to them. Like keep <laughs> it this way. Um, and, and, uh, the, you know, even Harley's like. I've seen some Harleys when I went to when I went to Sturgis. Yeah, uh, we saw a, some Harleys there. Yeah, sure. we saw some Harleys there. But I went to like the Harley Davidson dealerships, and there was they even had they had their Harley, which makes Harley Harley, and they had some ones that looked more like a Honda Goldwing. And you're <laughs> like, eh, like I don't <clears throat> nothing against the Honda Goldwing, right. but that's just not what would entice me. Yeah, and I think <clears throat> I think in general, like the generation coming up will have a really good appreciation for how things were done before because All I mean, hipsters. every, yeah. every other movie is a remake of a previous movie or a concept or a TV show or something. There's like this that. rabbit hole. That is what makes me mad. So bad right now. <laughs> right. Like, well, I think it's the same thing you're seeing in, in certain cars and, and motorcycle models is like this idea that, Oh, well we're going to, we're going to take the old thing and we're going to change it a hundred percent. And somehow <laughs> still it's going to have that old element and it yeah. doesn't. Yeah. It loses like, it. So, uh, somewhere I, in that process, I was binge watching cheers. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh man, that's vintage. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> so I, I've been watching Cheers uh, uh, over the last couple of months, and uh, and then you know I didn't know this. Like my wife told me, like yeah, so because uh, I, I mean I watched it a few times on like reruns and stuff growing up, but now with Hulu and Netflix and this technology, you can like binge watch. And I was watching, and all of a sudden, like she told me, I was like, oh, that totally makes sense. But I didn't put together that Frasier, the show Frasier, oh, yeah, comes a from that yep. of Cheers. Yeah. But I always remember there was Frasier Crane, and I just I didn't put it together for some yeah. reason because I'm a moron. But <laughs> um, but then yeah, I, yeah, but I just read an article um, uh, last week that was talking about uh, Kelsey Grammer, and they were asking like, hey, so there's rumors that they're trying to do a, a, a reboot of both Cheers and Frazier and I'm like you can't reboot that like that's <laughs> no like and they're because they're half the cast of Cheers probably isn't even around anymore um, and uh, you're not yeah, going to be able to be another fuller house I mean if like, you can't, we don't need more of that if you can't get Woody Harrelson on board like I don't want to see Cheers like <laughs> um, a reboot of it and, right. and and so there's like that aspect of it but like with cars so they, they've been talking for a long time uh, for like the last six years and they keep pushing it back of coming out with the new, uh, bringing back the Grand Wagoneer, which the Grand Wagoneer was the longest running model of uh, vehicle 
like, at least six years ago it was like 30 years straight where they had that model out and um and then 90 or 91 was last year they made them and uh there's been this huge break well they've been talking about bringing them back and i've seen some of the concept car <laughs> that they've done and it seriously is depressing because <laughs> there, there's one where, you know, a, 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 a grand rag, a Wagoneer enthusiast who had the skills went and did his own rendering. I'm like, okay, I can do that. And sadly, the big thing was, was it was, uh, they, they kept some of those lines that are there, but then they also put in the, uh, the falsetto wood paneling uh. and it just looked, it looked newer. It looked like your Dodge charger, right? but new, like, like where it's newer, but right. it still has that vintage look to it. But I saw some of the ones that were, I'm like, it's a Dodge Durango basically <laughs> on steroids and it looks nothing like uh, a, a Grand Wagon. Either. Yeah. But that's one of the things with. Yeah. With Ural, Ural definitely seems to be doing it right. Yeah. And, and that's one thing I, I hope they, they stick to that because I, I really think that that's what attracted me was the look um, and the um, the and, and, and the look. The thing about that, too, is that like and we talked about this a little bit the ural is a it's an adventure bike and that's what you guys really kind of focus on with the marking of this is an adventure it's it's you and your kid it's you and your buddy it's you and your wife you know that's i would be taking that on date night like every time <laughs> um you yeah. know <clears throat> and uh and and we would go out and get some ice cream like he did i mean that I, I have that picture in my mind only because i was there you know you have eight kids uh, you could you had to be creative on how you got everybody from one place to another. And I was telling Cameron this. Uh, we actually, when I was 18 months old, we uh, packed a 10 passenger van with 12 passengers and drove from Boise, Idaho, to uh, Maine. And that's like a huge trek. And I have pictures, and I don't remember I was 18 months old, but all the pictures remind me. And that was they. It was one of those big Dodge vans um, that had a cooler in the back and mm. then so you had a little window space <clears throat> and they built me a little bed on top of that little built-in cooler uh and that's how i rode to maine you can't do that these days um <laughs> but uh small town like you said in idaho you know yeah we, we can still ride in the back of pickup trucks no problem <laughs> um <laughs> some states you can't so make sure you do and you guys do a good job of hitting that make sure you you find out what your laws are in yeah. your state and that kind of stuff that's but, important but uh you know, th those are memories your kids are going to have all getting on that, that Ural, going and getting the ice cream that no other kid's going to have. Um, and, and it makes it unique. Uh, oh, yeah. Like we, when we go to school, drop the kids off at the Ural, it's oh. like they're heroes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they get off and the teachers are waving and the kids are asking, you know, what is that? And, and you can tell they'll, like I had dropped my, it was first grade one year, I dropped my son off and he got out. You can tell he kind of had that look of pride, and he yeah. forgot his backpack because he was just so everybody's looking at me. You know, <laughs> he was he was proud about it. Uh, but yeah, I when we so we were born in California in Southern California, and our parents were originally from Indiana. Well, they decided to move back, and that's the same deal. They packed all us kids, four kids, in a bubble top Dodge van. Yeah, <laughs> bubble top. I, we pretty much just stayed in the bubble top. The whole way there, you know, no seatbelts or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, and then we, when we arrived in Evansville, Indiana is where we, we grew up. And yeah. It was next to a pig and cattle farm. And so we had that whole, um, we kind of had that playful California, Southern California playtime mentality <laughs> and then raised in this kind of blue collar, hardworking, 
where we learned to drive, you know, 1930s farm malls and yeah. John Deere tractors and things like that. <laughs> so all this kind of culminated into when we first decided to get a Ural, it was like, oh my gosh, how can we not get it? Yeah. And, and I think the important thing that what we've learned is it's kind of mentally, it's, it's slowed the pace down to where we enjoy things more. Mm. Yeah. We stop and smell the roses, but to us an adventure. And I think you guys, you know, with kids or, um, you know, with your wives, an adventure doesn't have to be this epic 20 day journey to Alaska and back. <laughs> no. Right. It, it can be, you know, when I went camping with my boys, it was one hour south in the Hoosier National Forest. And it felt like we could have been in the Adirondacks or whatever it yeah. might be. Yeah. But that's what, you know, I needed to get back and get to work. I needed to get back and uh, make sure they got back to school on time. So yeah. I would want people to think that a Ural could be a vehicle for not just when you're retired, not just when you've saved up a ton of money to do this big epic thing, Yeah, but to do those kind of short quick mini vacations and uh, you won't be sorry if yeah. you did it. You know, I just got back from uh, five days in Disneyland and I mean, I was exhausted, you know, yeah, that, yeah. That, that's, you know, everybody should probably do one of those vacations, you know, but it's like, if you need a vacation after your vacation, something was wrong. Something oh, happened yeah, that you shouldn't have done. Well, <laughs> and that's the thing is, is like those little short vacations that you're talking about. Yeah. Those are the real trips. Every weekend. They're those weekend warrior trips that, yeah. You know, you think one, you think you have to be a single person to do it. You don't. Um, you you think you have to have all this money and experience and all you just have to have a little bit of knowledge, a little bit of opportunity. And I think what the Ural and that's what excited me about the Ural was like if I had this Ural, I'd have an excuse <laughs> to oh, yeah. go out every weekend and do something. I mean, even even if I drove even if I drove forty minutes out of town and back, I mean that would be worth it to me like the sun's yeah at sun at sunset like mm. <laughs> the, those in a ural it may, it kind of puts you back uh in that vintage time yeah. where you're like i feel like this is what life was by like back in the 60s um and uh <clears throat> and so that's that's one of the things i think is exciting about a ural um the <clears throat> talking with uh wolfpack.run yeah that that's a, a an awesome awesome aspect because it gives people an opportunity to uh ride together yeah, and community aspect. that community aspect and i think the ural just enhances that um and enhances that within your own family i mean to me it's if you have a family and you want to buy a motorcycle i'd go look at a ural uh because yeah. you can go by yourself um or you can bring somebody with you and uh you know have a good time um it would be my my back and forth to work mobile for sure oh definitely um, yeah it sounds but, like a uh, great you said uh, you guys commute with it right yeah you know it's funny we ride we like to ride as much as we can and here in indiana you get the four seasons so sometimes you're limited but with the with the sidecar you could have somewhat of a patchy icy road yeah you've got that outrigger of the yeah. sidecar so it's not like a scooter or motorcycle where if you hit an ice patch you just you know <laughs> flip and yeah go, you're, down. you're done yeah yeah uh, We've ridden to work with 12 inches of snow um, and, you know, like the only vehicles out there are four wheel drive guys or Jeep guys and they yeah. will roll their windows down and hold a thumbs up out, you know, yeah. like right <laughs> on, you know, and uh, but for spring and fall and things, if it if it feels rainy or it might be rainy, well, that trunk, we just always have our rain gear in there. Mm, yeah, nice. so you have to like check the weather and feel like, eh, I don't know if I want to bring a backpack with all my gear. 
I don't know if I want to suit up with all the big stuff and the jackets and the gloves. <laughs> Will you just keep a set in the trunk? Yeah. And nice. then, you know, we've got laptops and cameras and sometimes like you guys like sound equipment and things. Well, we'll throw a Pelican case in the sidecar, throw our laptops in the seat and you just, it's like a, it's a, it's very good utility. It's, un, it's like the feeling of riding a motorcycle, but having the storage of a station wagon. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> well, that's awesome. And, and that's, and that's, what's exciting about it. And I, <clears throat> I, uh, I was going to say there, one of the questions I was going to ask you was how does it do in the snow? So you answered that it does pretty well in the snow. Right. Um, and I also want to make and point out, because we've talked about, you and I both talked about, like, oh, yeah, Craigslist, Craigslist. You do not have to go to Craigslist to find a Ural, guys. No. Okay, so um, go to go to the, the, their website, uh, and it's... Um, uh, Ural.com? No, yeah, it's... I-M-Z-Ural.com. I-M-Z, correct? Yeah, I-M-Z-Ural.com. And there's, I mean, there's over 60 dealers across the United States. Uh, you know, while that not, might not be as many as Honda dealerships, yeah. There's something, you know, probably close or within range, but uh, the Craigslist thing, yeah, I, if you, if what you think you can afford right now is a used one, shop the market. Uh, I think the folks at Ural would just love to see you on a Ural. Yeah. And yeah. as you get, if you find a used one cheaper, you ride that thing and one of these days you might be ready to upgrade or trade it in. They've got yeah. trade-in specials that they offer. So yeah, very nice. I, I saw that when I was looking yeah. to it. They had the trade-in specials and then. The, the, the thing is, if you go to that website, you can actually uh, type in to find a dealer. Uh, yeah. I did that um, and, and found that within an hour, there's two uh, nice. dealers. There and, um, and then you guys go to Ohio for yours, if I uh, remember correctly. Yeah, we use a dealership called Heindel Engineering, and it's a father and son team. The guys are extremely polite. Uh, <laughs> they know the bikes inside and out. So, you know, and there's people that come from all over the country to use those guys and we would recommend them, but I know, um, you know, Pittsburgh has a growing dealer who who will also, I think, rent them as well as sell them and work on them. Nice. Uh, And and I would say too, that while someone might feel hesitant that there's a limited amount of dealers, there are many shops that would know how to work on these motorcycles and the, the corporation, the company, the Ural, the folks at Ural headquarters, they are more than happy to work with you know, certified mechanics on warranty issues. If you feel like, hey, I don't want to drive an hour and a half to the nearest Euro dealer. Well, if there's some things they can help out with, even under warranty, they, you know, they'll work with mechanics yeah. all across the United States. Well, and, and Ural, Ural USA is out of the Seattle area. Is that correct? Yeah. So pretty, pretty much the Redmond, Washington, which is on the outskirts <clears> of Seattle, um, they pretty much handle all the distributorship, North America, uh, Japan, right in Australia, all, I mean, it's, it's all over, but you know, interestingly, the United States, the North American market is the most popular. Oh, yeah. yeah. We, we talked to, um, and it's episode 24 since we've mentioned it so many times, but yeah. when we were talking to the Wolfpack guys, I mean, that's what they said too, is that the North American market was their yeah. biggest market. I mean, we just have the yeah, coolest Europe places. Second, to, but yeah. yeah. I mean, we just have the coolest places to motorcycle. Yeah, well, well, I think you have, <laughs> you know, you, you get to Europe and it's like transportation. It's easier to get around because they have trains right. and everything. Yeah. Um, but uh, here it's we like Scott roads. Yeah. Just well, and, roads. and it's funny because you talk to people that come over from Europe and, and um, they're like, Oh yeah, I'm coming to town and uh, I want to go to this place. And you're like, yeah, that's like a day and a half journey yeah. to get there. And they're like, wait, what? Cause right. they don't, they, they don't understand how big the U S is. 
compared to Europe, where you can go from France to Germany. Sure. It's like that, you know. Right. Um, and, I was uh, uh, <laughs> talking to uh, EJ's sister, who's moving over to California, and she was talking to somebody uh, in China. Yeah. And they were like, oh, you know, we're, we're going to do a trip over to California. Um, how easy is it to get from um, San Francisco to L.A.? <laughs> I was like, uh, not yeah. easy. Yeah. Well, and not, not even moving from West Coast, uh, from the West to East, mm-hmm. like everything here is like, oh, yeah, we drive two hours to work. You're like, what? <laughs> and, and back home, it's like, no, if it's not if it's not 30 minutes or less, then we don't yeah. we do not do it. Although we're not all like that on the East Coast. I would yeah. never drive it, two hours it, it, to it ha- work every well, day. I think it's just culturally. No way. It, it happens a lot here yeah, so much more. Um, and, uh, you know, there's people live in my, the town I, I live in currently. Um, and it's, you know, hour and a half or so. And that's without traffic delays to D.C., but they still are. work in D.C. And I'm like, yeah. what? To say uh, to D.C. without traffic delays yeah. is kind of like a misnomer because there's always going to be traffic. Exactly. And you could drive it through at 3 a.m. Yeah. And I think L.A. is probably a lot like that way. But like yeah. most of most of that in between stuff, I mean, Idaho, it was, you know, you could get around pretty easily. I mean, you talk to Idaho and it's like the whole state's always under construction. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but you can still like your your delays in Idaho are still not as bad as some of these bigger cities. Right. Um, but uh but yeah the the fun part uh about the ural being like i said you can go to craigslist and find them um you can go to ural and and i and and just from our experience of just reaching out it wasn't like i had to reach out 20 times to get somebody to respond oh, yeah i reached out uh and within two days yeah they're like hey the, we listened to the episode yeah, uh, let's the, yeah, yeah <laughs> let's like hook something up the head of uh the <laughs> ural uh out of redmond contact me said hey let's do this you know like that so don't be afraid to go on they're one of the the websites i would tell you that you they have the contact form and it works and it actually works yeah like, there's a lot of them like oh contact somewhere. us and you never hear from them again black hole yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly and uh and so um yeah go check out this this uh our, our blog post we'll have all these different things on there that you can learn about your early, you can learn about the Wilkinsons. Um, yeah, I mean, just look how much time Corey has given us. I know. Exactly. <laughs> just to talk about how awesome these bikes yeah, are. I, I can talk old cars, old bikes and travel all day long. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, and, and right. that's the thing. They is, always find people that love this stuff and that's the way to do it. Yeah. And, and just so you know, Corey, um, I'm being serious. Uh, if you guys are interested, uh, Cameron and I would come out and go on a weekend camping yeah. trip with you guys and check out the Euro. I would totally ride side car. Uh, do some Instagram uh, TV and... and uh, Fly the chair. Yeah, fly the chair. <laughs> hey, you know, we'd, we'd be game even just to come over and uh, we'll give you a tour of Indianapolis and the surrounding areas and the woods and, and give you like that real Euro experience. Oh, um, there you go. One question I would ask, Cameron, would you ride in a sidecar if Ren was driving? Absolutely. Yes. That's Absolutely. That's good. <laughs> the best part. Full trust. The, the, the best part is, is like he, he see, so he's seen us on camera, guys. And oh, uh, yeah, yeah. It, it's kind of funny because it's very much like, yeah, he's the sidecar rider. <laughs> <laughs> Between the two of them, Ren's going to be driving. Cameron's in the sidecar. Uh, <laughs> right. I already got my goggles picked yeah, out. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I think it's even just to kind of, I would like to see how you guys adapt because that's the big question for everyone is, eh, I don't know if if that's hard or if it if it feels like it's you know hard work to steer and all that. Yeah. But it would be neat to see someone go from never doing it or not even being that you know sure uh, experienced motorcycle rider. Yeah. But if see how you guys and it you know because our guess is and we've done that with several people when they come over and they they get kind of get initiated 
it's easier than they think. Yeah, it's, uh, sure, there's things like if you've ridden a snowmobile or a four-wheeler, that's kind of how you steer. Whereas a motorcycle, you lean in, you yeah. lean into the curves and things like that. And you can almost steer a motorcycle without turning the handlebars just by leaning it. Yeah, oh, I see. A sidecar, you're pushing the handlebars where you want to go. Right. So while it's different, it certainly is not, uh, it's not scary. Yeah, it's, that sounds more intuitive for car drivers. Yeah, it is. It's more intuitive. The well, things you have to watch, obviously, is when you turn right. Yeah. <laughs> when you turn right, that sidecar wants to stand up, and that's yeah. called flying the chair. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that's what causes some panic. Some people might be like, whoop, it's in the air, and i got to set it back down. Well, really, like you've seen in our videos, yeah. my brother and I can ride you know, 100 miles with that sidecar in the air yeah. if we want it. You know? Which looks awesome, by the way, when you guys do that. The, it's funny. Some people call them side wheelies or some people think <laughs> like, oh, the guy's about to wreck, you know, yeah. whatever. But it, it's it's easily controllable. I, I can it. imagine how many wrecks you probably cause if you do that on the on the road. And somebody's like, yeah. oh! Yeah. Somebody's freaking out. They think you're up. coming into your yeah. lane. Especially yeah. when you got somebody sitting in the sidecar. But uh, the, the the one thing that's... Um, that that when you were talking about the the how we would adjust. So when I was eighteen, my sister got married to this guy who grew up in rural. And there's another sister. I got five of them <laughs> in, in rural Idaho, and they were like uh, dirt bike enthusiasts. So mm. um, he he got a, a couple. He had a couple different dirt bikes, and so it's kind of like you know I was the youngest the youngest of the kids, uh, and. So they, they always wanted to make an impression on me. So like, oh, coming out here. And so I went out to Oregon, the Portland area, uh, and he took me um, with some buddies and we went uh, dirt biking. And it was my first time ever dirt biking. And with the dirt bike, um, it it's the uh, foot uh, uh, Gas? gear oh, shift, oh, okay, the foot okay. gear shift. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, it's my first time ever doing a foot gear shift. And, uh, I wrecked a lot, um, <laughs> on, on the, uh, on the, on the dirt bike. Uh, and so like my scooter was awesome because it was just hand throttle <laughs> shifted twist on its own. Go. Yeah, exactly. Twist and go. Um, and, and that, and so I noticed the Urals are uh, foot shift. Is that correct? Yep. That's right. So, yeah, so that's, I'd be, that's foot you shift. Yeah. So I, I would be interested to see how well, cause if I can adjust to that very quickly, I mean, there's a testimony right there, there that uh how simple these are um because that was definitely something you know i drove stick <laughs> um right gro- since i was you know got my driver's license yeah I've but, driven stick. Uh, but with a motorcycle it's like a, it's a different thing to get used to so i'd definitely be interested to see how we would adjust you're right yeah. like and and tell you guys out there right you, now you take out you take the balance factor out that's what's kind of interesting yeah. my wife's never really ridden motorcycles but she knew how to drive a manual transmission yeah well what she got on the ural and rode around in the yard. Well, if you know how to shift, you don't have to worry about that tipping over or the dumping it <laughs> oh, and then the bike falling over or anything nice, like that. So nice. you, you eliminate that and yeah. you can kind of learn. It's kind of it's interesting how that works. And and really because they are built so torquey, uh, low end the power, you yeah. can almost let the clutch out without giving it any throttle and it'll just go pop, 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 and just take off. That's so awesome. It's it's easy mechanically for sure. And I and I they've retained that from from long ago which is yeah. good yeah how many how many gear shifts does it uh how many gears does it shift through the four speed four speed. and then and then nice. it has reverse i don't know if you guys saw that but oh. yeah you've got a reverse gear which when you know you've got 700 awesome. and something pounds passengers and stuff it's nice when you don't have to get off and paddle the thing backwards <laughs> paddle it backwards pop, yeah pop it in reverse and uh, that's awesome 
That's yeah. really I don't cool. think I've ever heard of a motorcycle with uh reverse yeah and that's you, crazy it, you turn it <laughs> yeah that's the the benefit yeah. of 2018 you know yeah, you get exactly. to get to go in reverse oh, oh and uh i w- we would be remiss if we didn't mention uh international ural ride day yes which is coming up oh, september 8th that was one of the things we want to make sure hashtag share the chair so tell us about international right. uh yeah ride so day. that's a it's a the ural community is is global so yeah you we we try to have a day where everyone it's almost like a flash mob kind of thing oh everybody on the same day we go out and we ride one that gets everybody introduced to the bike but this year we're going to make it more special in that we want to encourage your riders to like you say share the chair and what we don't want you to do is go out and be crazy and jump mountains and things like that with a new passenger but if we can (laughs) Take family. Uh, if you go to soccer practice and the team wants rides around in the parking lot, if you go to work, you can say, "Hey, let's bring the uh, your coworkers outside mm-hmm. and everybody take turns riding around in the parking lot." For That's a awesome. So the idea is we want to create smiles. Sure, it's not lost on us that it you know it helps a marketing push. Yeah. But the way we look at it, uh, it's the more people who are introduced to this motorcycle, yeah. I think the more warmed up they'll be to motorcycling in general. Yes. They'll get to know that there is an option out there that can be inclusive of your kids and family and, and, and your dogs and things like that in a more accommodating way. Right. So yeah. Uh, that's a that's a special day, September eighth. Yeah. If if people can do it, they can take pictures. The there's a certain amount of things you can do and you can see it on the there's an event page on the Ural website where you can see how you can score points. And whoever sco- scores the most points can win prizes. We're also giving away prizes for people with the best photos. So nice. be crazy. Uh, you can do full-on costumes. You can put, you know, if you've got a, there was a, there's a lady in the Boston area we have a picture of, and she's got her pet pig in the sidecar. <laughs> and we consider that a passenger. So that uh, if you've got exotic animals you can put in there, the more the merrier. Um, <laughs> if we encourage people to give rides to people in uniform, they respect you know, military and civil servants and, you know, they, they have a respect for those people and it'd be fun to give them a treat, have a little fun. Oh yeah, yeah. for sure. That's awesome. That is super awesome. 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 No, yeah. So, so yeah, I, uh, I was going to say go out there and find somebody with a Ural. Uh, that when I yeah. was looking, my sister, I told her about it and she's like, Oh yeah, our neighbor has one. We oh, see there you all go. The time. And my nephew was like, yeah, so every time they saw that, they would call me basically. We just saw them out there again. And <laughs> updates. Uh, yeah. And so. Um, yeah. We should encourage them it, to take some pics. I know. Right. Try to get so some points. I'm going to, I'm going to call my nephew after this show and tell him, Hey, uh, it's on September 8th. You totally have the right to go and ask your neighbor for a ride. Yeah. Tell him it's uh, national ride day. Yeah. Let them know. <laughs> yeah. Get that's right. And there's a, uh, you know, like you said, Cameron, the hashtag share the chair, that's how we'll find it more easily on social media, whether that's Facebook or Instagram, sure. Twitter. Uh, but yeah, there's there's a woman in Washington who has given, and it's it's it goes up every day, but I think she's given close to 930 rides. Oh, wow. In, in her sidecar <laughs> since 2009. So everywhere <laughs> she goes, she not only gives them rides, she takes a picture with them and gives them a button and a sticker that says your passenger number so-and-so. That oh, is awesome. Wow. That is so <laughs> cool. She's like a sidecar evangelist out there, you know, spreading the word. We're going to try to find her. Yeah, we got to find her, have her come on. <laughs> yeah, really. I uh, bet she's got some great. stories. Yeah, no, that's awesome. That's awesome. So yeah. how long have you guys been involved with the uh, with the Ural? So we've 
owned one since uh, late 2012. Mm-hmm. And we bought that 2010, and now we've got a 2016 Sahara Gear Up and the 2016 CT. So we've got the one-wheel drive and the two-wheel drive. Okay. And then we've kind of been working on and off with them doing just uh, projects here and there. And then in the last uh, six or eight month, months, we've been pouring on more, kind of helping them with social media content. And That's awesome. Very cool. Yeah, so, kind of building some of their campaigns and things. So just to make sure I understood correctly, the one-wheel, and that was going where the ATVs were going and then – so I would say if people, and we get emails, we get a ton of emails saying, which one should I buy? Yeah. Should I get the two-wheel drive? Should I get the one-wheel drive? Well, we have lived both worlds, and <laughs> we, we can tell you either one. Uh, that Why we would tell someone to get two-wheel drive is if you lived in a snowy climate, if you were going to be doing things where you were in sandy conditions or a lot of you were going to be doing a lot of off-road mud type things, creek beds, slippery situations. Because the way we look at two-wheel drive is it's very useful when you get stuck. When you need it. <laughs> but it right. And uh, the one-wheel drive, so Casey rode the one-wheel drive in that Hatfield-McCoy video. So if people watch that, yeah, it went everywhere the two-wheel drive model went. <laughs> you have to be a little bit more um, daring, maybe, yes. with throttle control. Yeah. <laughs> that two-wheel drive Sahara, if you stop on the middle of a steep grade, you can just let the clutch out and take off. Yeah. Whereas one-wheel drive, if you start to get a little slip, well, then you, if you're going to start sliding backwards, and then it's a little more challenging to try to get that momentum. You're better off rolling down to the bottom of the hill and trying again. again. <laughs> but when you, put, when you take a one-wheel drive model and you put a decent set of knobby tires, we use Heidenau tires, yeah. and they're a good hard compound knobby that's good for street and good for off-road. Well, if you do that, I mean, those guys, we'd get up to the top of these mountains and West Virginia and these guys in, you know, those Polaris razors and kinds of off-road side-by-sides, they would, they would pull up, shut off. And that was, that wasn't the only guy in our video. They would, they would do some sort of cussing in disbelief. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, They would ask like, how did, how did you get these things up here? And uh, when we first pulled up to the, the campground, the the little lodge we stayed at, we pulled, cause so we're in Indianapolis there, to us, there is no shame in trailering these vehicles. So you could, we blitzed a six-hour trip down to West Virginia instead of riding our Urals, which would increase the amount of time to get there. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we blitzed the highways down there, and when we unloaded them from the trailers, the owner of the resort just started shaking his head no. Like, you're not going to be able to go back there on these things. And, <laughs> and we'd never been back there, so we didn't, we didn't know. We thought, oh, man, what did we get ourselves into? We would spend all the money and the time <laughs> to get there. And he said, you just, I don't think you're going to be able to take those, guys, those motorcycles back there. I said, well, we'll give it a shot. And it had rained the night before, so it was oh, muddy yeah, it was super and muddy. a lot of shale. <laughs> and, well, so we took off up into the, into the mountains, into the trees. And we didn't come back till eight hours later, and he was outside. And when we pulled in, we came from the other side of the mountain. <laughs> and the bikes, you couldn't even see the brake calipers. They were covered in mud. Uh, we were completely covered, helmets covered in mud. And he just couldn't believe it. So it's one of those things where uh, there's all kinds of things that we, we can now, because we've experienced them, we can kind of dispel. You know, nice. one, they've been extremely reliable for us. We've had no major mechanical issues, and we... If you see our videos, we beat them up. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Push it to the limit. Yeah, we do. Uh, and you know, to take them up in the middle of the West Virginia mountains where there's no there's no gas stations, there's sometimes <laughs> no cell reception and stuff. So 
they had to get us back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, they're capable and surprisingly capable while they're not fire-breathing horsepower monsters. They've got about 41 horse, but they're extremely torquey. So yeah. you can tractor out of situations, uh, and they feel the ergonomics, the way you sit on them, is kind of like a dirt bike. So you can you know, spin the back wheel and hang out, you know, and cross it up and bounce over rocks and things like that. So it's, to me, it's like the best of um, both worlds in that you can do some touring on the street, but you could, you could see a gravel road off to the right and say, I'm going to go see where that thing ends. I'm going to go take it down to the edge of the water, which I, mean, I wouldn't well, dare do on a regular two wheel. No. <laughs> yeah. You know, you, there's I did that with my scooter and uh, went on my side a few times, got some good scars. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then, you know, you've got rock chips and scraped paint yeah. and stuff. To me, those are almost like badges of honor. Honestly. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I don't even wash them. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was going to say your guys is your guys vehicles look pretty slick. Yeah. Um, and uh, clean. Like, yeah, they look clean, but, Again, you watch these videos, you'll see they do not go easy on them. No, they, yeah, they do not. <laughs> not uh, they don't treat them like princesses. No, at all. not at all. <laughs> no, no they're work vehicles. That's super cool. <laughs> super cool. Well, yeah. hey, I appreciate you coming on yeah, and, and taking some time with us. It's a marathon. Yes, and uh, thank you for indulging me. Like I said, <laughs> yeah, um, this is a dream come true. I don't know if you him. heard it in my voice and <laughs> when you listened to the Wolfpack uh, episode, but. When he brought up Ural, it was almost like I had totally what? forgotten. Um, and it was it just, oh, man, I, I talked about it. I talked about it since. Um, yeah, and, it's true. Uh, I can attest to it. Yeah. And <laughs> uh, um, I talked about my wife, and uh, I told her, like, they got back to me. We're going to have them on. And, oh, I know. Uh, and the email, was... the email that you sent them initially... <laughs> He was reading it over to me like we were like back in middle school and he was like texting the girl he had yeah. a crush on. Like he was like, do you think this sounds okay? I, I feel like this sounds stupid. This is what they said back to me. Yeah. What do you think? Right. <laughs> but, uh, no, right. I, what does this emoji mean? Forward or, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it, yeah, super excited. So thank you for indulging me. And uh, we'll, we'll talk uh, off episode. Yeah. And uh, let's put something together. I think that would be, that would be fun yeah. for both Hashtag of us. share the chair. Um, yeah. And uh, maybe we can do our own uh, share the chair uh, right. submission. So, oh, yeah. yeah. Anytime, guys. And I appreciate you just uh, talking about the subject. And of course. I, I, I can honestly say that and you might want to prepare your wife, friend. Yeah. If you ride one of these things, you're going to oh, sell something to find. You know, you're gonna do I, might have to, I might have to sell the baby. So, <laughs> right. But you uh, he's taking all our money right now. But uh, yeah, no, like that, that's, you say that, I know that. And it's going to be on the thing. It might take me a, a little while. But it's gonna happen here. Uh, so. Just take a couple of pictures with like diapers and stuff in the sidecar, yeah. and send them <laughs> to his wife. It'll work. There you go. It's justifiable. Yeah, I, yeah. See, I could go to the store real quick with it, this. You know, I if I could convince her, I, I might, I might be willing to sell my Subaru. Right there, you and go. Just make this my Look, second I got, car. I have a, so. <laughs> I have a head to toe full Spider Man outfit. We can make it seem like an, an Infinity War thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Spider-Man rode one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it, it's a good Halloween vehicle for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, take the kids trick or treating. There you go. And, but yeah. I, I would say, you know, if there's a chance, we'll hook up and and have a chance to uh, do some test rides and fun. I would say if people listening can't or don't have someone they know, yeah, if they can find like use that dealer locator on the website. Yeah. Those those the dealers, Euro dealers are 
just give them a call and see what they've got on the floor and they will give you rides. Even if you don't feel comfortable piloting them yourself, yes, they will give you a ride and yeah. you'll, you'll see instantly why these things are so favored with motorcyclists. Oh yeah. Nice. No, they're, they're awesome. And That's they're, great advice. they're, they're friendly, uh, in that third wheel with the sidecar, but then being able to take everybody with you. Like it, it's just, it is, it is right up there with my Wagoneer as far as like what I want to have in my arsenal. I don't, I don't want to have a four wheeler now. I know I can take this uh, up oh. into the mountains. Like, right. why get a four wheeler when you can have this? So, yeah, right. yeah. But uh, on this episode, we got uh, motorcycle advice. We got fatherly advice, <laughs> uh, life advice. Yeah, this has been great. Lots of movie references. Lots so, of movie references, yeah. just like we usually do. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect episode. So, uh, Corey, thanks again for coming on. Yeah. Well, let's keep in contact. Uh, like I said, absolutely. Uh, love to do some follow ups uh, and. Uh, like I said, yeah, I love see your where role. that road takes us. I love your role. So anything we can do to help to promote. So all right, well, it's been a lot of fun, guys. I appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you Thank so you much. Very much. And, uh, thanks again for coming. Well, there we are, finishing a part two of flying the wheel. Man, it feels like a real uh, or flying the chair. Yeah, flying the chair. <laughs> flying the wheel. Flying the wheel. Flying the wheel. Flying the chair. Um. That was like a movie length as far yeah. as, I mean, that's all, that was, for listeners who are still with us, you know, yeah. congratulations. Well, they probably just getting a lot of stuff done. Right. Um, oh, yeah. And, doing uh, some chores or something. Yeah. Getting <laughs> some stuff done and do some chores. Uh, maybe, you know, they're sitting at work and just listening as they work. I mean, that's why I listen. Yeah. So, um, yeah, hopefully you're not just like sitting in front of the your phone. Yeah, just, uh, just listening. listening. <laughs> okay. I wonder what they look like. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah. No, yeah, but you don't uh, have to wonder what it would look like. Contrippinpodcast.com's got our picture all over uh, it. Yeah, well, one of the cool things is so we did our post uh, last Friday mm-hmm. about the Euro motorcycle and uh, our you know part one of flying the chair, um, and uh, one of our uh, uh, Instagram followers yeah. who also uh, was received a. a uh, what do you call it? A shout Rec- out, yeah, yeah. Shout out recognition from yeah. one of our Instagram um, deals. He, uh, Lars, yeah, <laughs> Lars, Lars Hawk uh, at Lars Hawk. He he uh, messaged us and said, uh, yeah, and he showed us a picture of his Ural. I know that he'd taken up what to a Siberia, crazy connection um, to pick some mushrooms and wild berries, which sounds like an amazing trip. Yeah. So, and I um, want to know more about that. Seriously, that's. Super Cause awesome. I hear those, those dudes who go out and pick the mushrooms. Like if they know what they're doing, they can make some serious money. Oh yeah. Cause there's some mushrooms that don't grow well in like agricultural mm-hmm. ways, you know, that like morels. Yeah. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Morels, morels are big, uh, in Idaho. Uh-huh. Um, and I found out cause a, a buddy of mine, we have to have one sometime cause he is total like mountain man. Oh yeah. Uh, and we actually went and saw him before we came out here and, uh, he took us mushroom hunting. Oh, and yeah. And it was his first time. Like, he's like, yeah, it's my first time. So we just picked, like, every mushroom we found. And then he would go back and, like, uh, poisonous, poisonous, <laughs> uh, and go through it and yeah. everything. But morels are pretty, like, oh, those are morels. Um, they kind of, like, they're pocky. Um, oh, yeah, oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Them. But uh, um, they're delicious. And I uh, found out that they're actually very popular to find. Uh, after a fire season. So like there's a fire. Oh, so sure. like you go to the places where there's fires up in the mountains. Um, and then the year next year you go up there and usually 
you're gonna find a lot wow that's so cool like yeah. starting the next you know forest yeah, exactly that's so, so cool yeah but, I love that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to talk to somebody who knows all about that kind of yeah. like you gotta yeah, be careful gather kind of stuff. That's the thing. Yeah. You be super careful though. Cause, uh, multiple stories out there. Of oh, absolutely. Professional mushroom hunters. Like you're talking about, um, going out there and, uh, not Oops. coming back and they find them and yep. yeah. They just, just got, got the foam coming out of his got, mouth. Yeah. Just got the wrong, wrong, uh, mushroom and, because them. I mean, most of them look so similar. Yeah, I mean, like most of them are like, oh yeah. If you notice, like this one's flared out a little bit, and this yeah. one's a little bit more concave. Same exact color, same look, same smell, everything. But yeah. these will kill you. These uh, these are delicious in a salad. There, there's a couple we found that like were like a green color, mm. um, and uh, like they were they were like white mushrooms, but then had like a little green hint to it. Ooh, like, that sounds dangerous. Pretty sure those are not good, so we just yeah. didn't pick them. <laughs> that's but, dangerous. Uh, there, there was the obvious ones. Like I know for a fact that's not a. A good mushroom so, right right yeah i'm i'm pretty confident to say i won't eat that yeah uh, the ones i will eat i have to do a lot of research yeah exactly sure. <laughs> uh well and, and that's chalice the the guy that took us mushroom hunting right eating any of the mushrooms that he got <laughs> right i'm good um, right exactly yeah, so. and it's so cool i mean he's still alive though so. oh congratulations to him yeah man. yeah right. so and especially if you're making money doing it yeah it sounds like such a cool little like hobby or even it, career it, yeah for um, sure but so cool that that guy's taking his ural to do that stuff yeah, i mean it really seriously. speaks to the versatility of this vehicle yeah it's in siberia right which i, mean, I was geez. shocked to not see any snow because every time you think of Siberia, you think of like Antarctica, yeah, right? Yeah, it's like a winter hell escape. Yeah. But beautiful picture uh, and um, really cool that, you know, one of our listeners actually owns a Ural. Yeah. Um, and uh, if we ever make it over to Russia, uh, we'll yeah. have to go for a ride. Yeah. But they, uh, they the birthplace of Urals. Yeah. I guess it makes, seriously. I mean, maybe they're more popular over there. But yeah, I think, I, um, I mean, I think even in this part of the episode, Corey says that, uh, the American market is the strongest market. But oh yeah, I wonder definitely. about specifically Urals. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, but no, I I am excited uh, to meet up with Corey mm-hmm. and his brother Casey. Yeah, and I'm sure uh, our listeners are excited for that as well. Yeah, and do some rides. And coming up, uh, as we talked about there at the end, September eighth is International Ural Ride Day. Yeah, share uh, that chair. So hashtag, hashtag share the chair. Um, if you see somebody with the Ural. You have permission to go up to him yeah. and say, "Hey, jump it's right Nash- in International Ride Day. You have a Ural. Give me a ride. Like a ride, please. <laughs> um, and uh, make sure you get a picture and hashtag yeah. share the chair. And uh, I mean, your results may vary, but I think most of them are gonna say hop on in. Yeah. And if you if you do, you try and you ride in a Ural, um, let us know. Send us some comments. Yeah, definitely. Let us know. Uh, tag us. Share the chair and uh, hashtag Gone Tripping Podcast. Or gone tripping. We'll definitely shout and, you out. Yeah, I'll shout you out. But also, I'm, I'm interested to, you know, uh, Corey said, if if you get to ride on one, it's like you have to have one instantly. So right. I'm, I'm curious to see if that fever's, fever's real or not. Right. Absolutely. So, and I mean, like, you know, to, to kind of sum up everything, I think the, the part that makes Ural so cool for us is just that, that element of, like, like Corey said, making the making an adventure out of an adventure. Yeah. You know, just taking every moment, you know, oh, I got to drive three hours for work this weekend. You know, take some time in between yeah. to, to see something, do something yeah. that you wouldn't have done otherwise. Whether whether you have a Ural or not. Right. I think the Ural gives you the, like, you know, I said earlier, a reason to right. go out every weekend. It's like built-in adventure yeah, seeking. Like go on a 40-mile, you know, ride, um, that type of thing. But... 
you know, if you're sitting there and you're like, oh, what are we doing this weekend? Oh, probably just hanging out at the house. Well, get some chores done. Definitely. And then important. go go do something Saturday morning, uh, Saturday afternoon. Go and, you know, find something new that's right. close to home uh, at the very least. And, and then piggyback that to, you know, something cool. Like, oh, you know what? Now we're going to go four hours away and then we're going to go eight hours away. Right. Um, and explore around you. Right. Um, and uh, because, as you know, just getting back from Disneyland. Whew, exhausting. Um, it, it's Disneyland is great, but I'm sure there's, you know, 150,000 other things <laughs> between here and Disneyland that yeah. you could have done. Absolutely. That would have been just as rewarding and not as expensive. Definitely not as expensive. It so was very expensive not, inside that park. against Disneyland. I mean. No, it's something that everybody that, should, you know, do once. Yeah. Kind of thing. Everybody, everybody do it once type thing. But like, that's why at the end of the Super Bowl is like, what are you going to do? I'm going to go to Disneyland. Like, right. It makes it like, okay, that's something we do for fun. But other stuff like, you know, going to the mountains and doing some whitewater right. rafting at Laurel Highlands or uh, taking part in ELO uh, events. Yeah. Um, some and, minor, especially if you got kids or something, Yeah, you know, trying to, uh, learn archery or fishing, you know, something that you don't normally do. Right. Figure out a way to go out and do something. Right. Um, and even if you're not a, you know, outdoorsy guy, I mean, I'm not either. No farmers as, markets. Right. As uh, everybody who listens to this podcast knows I'm not the uh, adventuring yeah, oh type yeah, usually, for sure. but if you know, if every Saturday you're going to the same club with the same group of people, uh, you know, just try something else. But what's the point of every single weekend doing the exact same thing? Exactly. You gotta, there's a exactly. lot of weekends out there. Fill them out, you know? Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> Check some boxes off that bucket list of yours. Seriously. And and just try to find something new, something different, something you didn't know right. about before. Um, new people, new ideas. I mean, yeah. it, it, I think in this country right now, we have a real problem of like segregating ourselves into these like oh, yeah. tight little groups. And if you don't agree with this group or yeah. that group, then you're, you're the enemy or something like that. We we have way more things in common than we do, you know, that should divide us. Exactly. Well, and you know, especially like, hobbies. I know, like, <laughs> I know hobbies are a thing. Like like you said, like you and I have different hobbies that we like to do. Absolutely. But here's the thing: like, if it's simple enough to do, I mean, outside of battlefields, <laughs> um, I think you know, and even in the battlefields, we had a good time. Yeah. When we went out. And yeah, saw that was really fun. When we saw uh, John Green and yeah. and the uh, Pennsylvania Company C, um, yeah. that uh, were out there at Gettysburg, you know those type of things. Like that was something new, and I think part of it was cool. Was never done it before. Yeah, and had no idea what to expect. Um, yeah, and so had a good time. So just try something new. Give your kids, give yourself something that uh, is exciting, and that you can, you know, your kids can go to school. And right. uh, say, oh, what did you do this weekend? Well, I did something different. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't just go to a movie at the movie theater. Right. I didn't just go, you know, shopping at the mall. You know. Yeah. Um, you won't. Re- I mean, unless something crazy happens, you won't remember the hundredth time that you went to the same place. Yeah. But you'll definitely remember the first time you went somewhere. Yeah. You'll like always a, remember that. A weird museum. Sure. Um, you yeah. Know, you might see uh, a president's poop. Yeah. Exactly. You don't know. You don't exactly. know. Exactly. Uh, an, art muse- an art museum. Not a lot of kids go to an art museum. museum yeah. And, well, those um, are boring. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, though? Sometimes for kids, it can be exciting. So. Yeah, absolutely. And, absolutely. And, you know, cost you a couple bucks, and a lot of them are free. So. Yeah, sometimes they're begging people to come inside. Exactly. So. Especially like, uh, you know, EJ, uh, whenever she's not here, she's usually at the library here in town. Yeah. And a lot of people just don't even check that out. I mean, the, yeah. the resources that are available to you just by being near a library is crazy. Yeah, well, like cemeteries. You know why they put fences around, right? 
keep people out because people are just dying to get in <laughs> on that oh note, boy <laughs> uh, the new dad right in, walked right into that the new dad um, coming out with some dad jokes <laughs> but on that note Love. um thanks again for listening make sure yeah. that uh you come in and uh check us out next uh, episode yeah and give us a ring you know a ring up on our uh website let us know what we can change ideas you may have thoughts yeah uh, you know guests we're all we're all pictures of cameron we'll send them to you absolutely uh and so yeah absolutely um, we'll do a whole calendar yeah Ooh, there we go <laughs> gone trip and calendar between now and uh, january 1st we'll be working on our gone trip and calendar just two dudes yeah like, <laughs> every single month <laughs> Although maybe we could do like a Ural month and like oh, a seriously, falconry right? month. I yeah. mean, like we could probably make it cool. Well, we're going to start doing some of these things. So uh, maybe we can take some Yeah, take our own advice. Our, get out there. Yeah, and uh, take some of these these trips and, and yeah. take some pictures and do a cool calendar. But Exciting stuff. We digress. Mm-hmm. Anyway, enjoy this. Ep- I hope you enjoyed this episode. We'll catch you soon. And remember, peace be the journey. Con trippin', my wagoneer and I. Con trippin', readin' the road signs. Con trippin', one playlist at a time. Con trippin', odometer's tickin'. My Mountain Dew and a Red Bull sippin'. I'm a road warrior on a mission. You won't find me just sittin' home wishin'. Cause I, I, I am gone. Tripping